When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO to get up to two risk-free bets, up to $2,000. What's going on, everyone? Adam Hogue, Nicholas Moriano, Will DeWitt. We're all here with you. And Will is, I don't know where Will is. I'm intrigued to know where Will is. I know he's, he's in Nick's house somewhere. I am in his brother Dan's room. Shout out to Dan for the hospitality over here. And uh, mentally, I'm just getting this tweet out so people can join us here on YouTube. No, I like that. I appreciate the uh, Twitter effort. Um, I'm just disappointed that Nick's brother doesn't have any weird, obscure Bears jerseys behind Will in, in his room. He used, and it has he used to be to have dark a Grossman jersey. Too. Yeah, he used to have a Grossman jersey, too. So I don't know. It's kind of similarities mm. happening there. Yeah. What's up, everyone watching? We appreciate you. Ronald already checking in. All I want to hear is that they are progressing and getting better. Don't need to hear media spin here. What? Okay. Uh, we're just we're telling you what happened. What's nope. that about? Nope. Everything's fine. <laughs> everything's everything's good. We're, there's no problems here whatsoever with the offense. We're not going to tell you the truth. That's how we're going to handle this podcast. Everything's okay, guys. It was just one, well, technically two two-minute <laughs> drives in back-to-back days, but it's okay. It's 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 all good. The pads went on. We were excited about that. Uh, it was kind of hot today, but that's fine, too. Uh, James, no White Sox nonsense, he says. I'm just giving out winners here, okay? We're not going to get any White Sox nonsense. I don't want to even talk about the trade deadline, but... I apologize for giving you free money yesterday if you were paying attention with our friends at PointsBet. I'm so, so mad I didn't make the bet. And my girlfriend's like, you better not be betting again. I'm like, but no, Adam's got secure free money, and I didn't make the bet. I'm so pissed I didn't do it. Jeez, Nick. Uh, Adam and I give away money on this show whenever we have our you know picks of the week. And are you like, have you hit one yet? Uh, Don't answer A very that. long time ago. Long mm, time ago. No. Okay. Yeah. Has he hit one uh, softball? That's my question. I see a wrap up there on that wrist. Yeah, what happened to you? What's going on? Uh, second at bat, uh, wrist just gave out. I think it's, it's from a continuously long list of injuries I think I've had. Now, yesterday it gave out, so we're going to have to get this checked out uh, at some point. But we won. It's been like six or seven weeks since the CHO softball team won, so two and six. Let's go. Hmm. Oh. Can the Bears be two and six or better this year? Oh, good question. You guys get injured just like the White Sox. Every week there's a new injury. I know, seriously. <laughs> and and now this serious, show yeah. this show has now had two wrist injuries since the its inception yeah. back in March. Hey, K tape. It worked on me. K tape. That'll be the that I'll bring I'll you some for. tomorrow. I have some left over. I'll, I can bring it to you. Perfect. Tomorrow. Yeah. Cool. I'll take it. 
Um, Nick says today was a good day for the Bears offense to suck since people should be focused on the trade deadline. I was actually thinking about that when I got my car leaving House Hall and all the sports radio was just about the trade deadline. I'm like, no one here even knows. If the Bears offense sucks in the forest, does it even make a noise? Uh, hmm. <laughs> hmm? I don't know about this comment from Ben. At least I'm not wearing green and yellow again today. No, I've got my dog on my shirt. That's is that dog. your actual dog? It was. A, I was yeah, going to say it's a cute a puppy regardless. I mean, I, I think she's a little better looking than this, but, you know, that's my Letty Bear. Thanks, wife, for a birthday gift. Cute. Wait, what's her name? Letty. Uh, full name Violet. We call her Letty. Like Nick Letty? Mm. Uh, T's, not D's. L-E-T-T-I-E. Letty Bear. Okay. Letty Spaghetti. Interesting. Well, I like the shirt. Thanks, wife. It's nice. All right, let's get to the best and worst of the day from Ooh, practice. Wait, hold on. Best and worst. I got something for you. Here we go. Oh, no. Look at that. Best yes. <laughs> George on a scooter. Is that the best or the worst? That's the question. I like how CH Joe is being known as like the George McCaskey update spot every day. Find where he's at. Someone's got to do it. You guys have every knack for finding George right when you walk in. We've had that for years. Every time Mm -hmm. we go to any Bears event ever, we run into George McCaskey. You know, for good, for better, for worse, he's there. I think he likes Yeah. Sure. Maybe. (laughs) All right, go ahead. All right, Nick, why don't you kick us off? Uh, The best thing I saw was Valus Jones Jr. pancaking Elijah Hicks on – it was a pass play over to the left, but – you see, or it was a run play, sorry. And Bayless Jones Jr. getting, you know, with the pads being on, putting Elijah Hicks on the ground and getting himself a pancake on the first day of pads. I thought that was really cool to see. Yeah, that led to like a 20-yard gain on the ground from Tristan Ebner. And I love that every player you mentioned in that play is a rookie. Like the whole draft class somewhat is on display right there. My best thing of the day that I saw is something that I didn't get to see entirely, but I was able to see the results. And that's the goal line work that we saw the Bears offense versus defense do running plays around the four yard line. And uh, my unofficial count was, I think, 11 of 13 of those plays ended up inside the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, again, super unofficial. Couldn't really tell every single snap. However, I was watching those referees for those hand signals. And most times than not, it was a touchdown. So I thought the Bears. Lighting it up inside of the goal line in terms of like a lot of running. I saw every single Bears running back score uh, throughout that drill was something that uh, I would say is the best thing, considering this is a team that over the last, what, two, three seasons could do, you know, jack squat inside the five. So for me, that's going to be the best thing I saw today. Yeah, I actually would. Well, that's where I was going to go too, Will. That that peer, there's a lot of focus on the end of uh, practice, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to in a minute here. But that goal line period looked pretty damn live to me uh you know i it seemed like they were tackling there but the good news was the bears offensive line was getting a push and so the running backs weren't getting tackled and beyond that there were some really good play designs again that i keep hinting at that i'm not allowed to describe but there's just a lot of things in there that i like from the offense so i'll spin it a little bit uh just more specific just seeing one-on-one line drills pads on i get jacked up about it every year it was awesome to see again today uh it was kind of an awkward view of it but we did see it offensive line defensive line and again i think because on the on the other end you had um wide receiver 
DB one-on-ones again. I think while that was going on, a lot of people were watching that. I was still over with my eyes focused on the other side of the field. I thought the offensive line held their own in those one-on-ones. I, there was really only one snap where I thought somebody on the O-line clearly lost, like just badly right off um, the bat. And unfortunately, that was Larry Borum, who otherwise I thought had a pretty good day. Um, but Larry Borum got spin moved, spun around. Probably makes a little bit more sense to say it that way. By my guy Carson Taylor from Northern Arizona, who I have to say, until that moment, really had tailed off and not seen a lot of him since I hyped him up in OTAs. But that was a good moment for Carson Taylor. Not a great moment for Larry Borum, but I did think Larry Borum otherwise had a good day. So that's the best thing I saw. Speaking of the offensive lineman, real quick, you guys, someone was like saying, did you guys see the Tevin Jenkins tweet yet? And I'm like, wait, Tevin Jenkins tweeted. So someone asked Tevin Jenkins, what's going on, man? Some reports coming out that are not very kind to you. Everything good, question mark. And Tevin replied to this to this person saying, I'm good. Don't believe everything you read. So I just wanted to point that because I'm seeing in the comments. I'm like, okay, Tevin Jenkins is alive because we haven't seen him at, at, at the house all for the past couple of days. But Guess he's uh he's good, you guys. We'll Not see. sure I believe that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um we'll we'll talk about Tevin Jenkins here in a little bit. All right, worst thing you saw today in camp, Nick. I mean, I think we're all gonna go towards the opposite end of the field, what was happening over there in the red zone, but there were so many incompletions and Adam, you pointed out to like weird situational periods in general, but the offense just couldn't function. And it was difficult for Justin Fields to complete a pass in that period. And when you miss a wide open Nikhil Harry, wide open. Like, guys, there was nobody even near Nikhil Harry back right corner in the end zone. It's It kind of just shows you what this day was for the offense. It was a diff, It was a struggle from start to finish for them to really score. And specifically in that period, um, Justin Fields and that Bears offense could not complete passes. Yeah, get this Bears team inside the five, and it's no problem. But you back them up a little bit, and things got very difficult uh, throughout this portion of practice. I'll go just one segment sooner. I thought the worst thing I saw today was during seven-on-seven drills inside the red zone, just Justin Fields' overall decision-making. There are a few times when he had guys wide open, he just kind of hesitated on the throw, and then either tried to force it late or went somewhere else. And just like you said, Nick, a lot of incompletions on this side of the field for us here today. And unfortunately, a lot of that came from, you know, a decision or a lack of decision quick enough from Justin. And I know you guys talked about that yesterday a bit, like, you know, they're still installing. So the process, the speed isn't all the way where the Bears won it just yet throughout these plays, throughout these, uh, you know, progressions. Uh, but still seeing a wide open David Montgomery, a wide open Kyrie blasting game underneath that going to and forcing some throws and some tight coverage elsewhere. Eh, I want to see that cleaned up. So uh, that will be the worst thing I saw today. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, the two-minute drill again, just last two days. It's been it's been ugly. It hasn't even really been close. Um, I think at one point today, Justin Fields overthrew Eddie Jackson, even. Like that's how <laughs> that's how bad it was. So um a lot of good things I liked from other parts of practice, but it's just kind of really ended on a sour note uh the last two days, which leads us to our overreaction of the day. Uh, which we just started doing yesterday. The whole point of this segment, people, is to not you know take it too seriously. But here's my overreaction. 
Matt Eberflus does not know how to coach. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing at the end of practice. He's punting with 39 seconds left down six. Who does that? That doesn't make any sense. Okay. They're at the, uh, then they, they simulated a play at the, uh, they're like at the six yard line, eight seconds on the clock tie game. And they tried to throw it in the end zone at that point. Just kick the field goal, take the lead. Like, what do you, what, what? Um, and then practice ended on a defensive penalty. <laughs> That's not realistic. What are we doing here? You got to run another play. I don't care what the script says. It ended on a Kindleville door pass interference call, which I think technically was the offense offense's best play in that whole sequence. <laughs> and they yes. ended practice. Games don't end on defensive penalties. What are what's going on? It's funny, Adam. On that play, Justin Fields definitely sacked. Was it Dominique Robinson on the back? He would have had a sack fumble uh, on that play, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, they they did not uh, continue off of that defensive penalty. My overreaction, and again, preface: it's the overreaction segment of the show. Ryan Griffin, he's a thing. Ryan Griffin is going to be more than just a complimentary tight end on this team. There was a portion where Jaquan Brisker and him were going at it one-on-ones, and Ryan Griffin beats him. And then how he does it, for the second day in a row, catches a touchdown and just throws it into the stance. Over, over the shoulder kind of throw. And then he had a period where he, he had a false start. But on the very next play, he fakes as if he's going to block Jaquan Brisker and then leaks out in the back right corner and catches a touchdown. Ryan Griffin is maybe just not your your veteran tight end who's looking to just be a complimentary piece and give you special teams. He may be a threat in the red zone. Nick, I'm so glad you're coming around. During countdown to camp, we talk tight ends, and you're kind of like, eh, on Ryan Griffin, but you like what you see so far? So far, yeah. Like, he's actually he's actually got an open. I was not expecting much from 84, but – Making some plays out there. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, about time, Nick. Uh, about time. My overreaction of the day, I'm going to say Trenton Gill is going to lead the league uh, with gross punt yards. Not net, but just total punt yards. Uh, we'll let his coverage figure that out for himself. But, man, does he have a boot here today. We're watching him punt out of his own end zone. And that thing was, you know, crossing the 50. We saw him punting from his own 20. It was getting down to, like, the opposing 30, 25-ish. And every single one of these are angling towards the sidelines. They're not just straight shots. And I was just overall impressed with what I saw from our rookie punter here today. And uh, I know we learned a lot of good things about his mindset from Coach Hightower after the fact about how seriously he takes his job, uh, both as a holder and a punter. He's always asking questions. But Trenton Gill, you know, maybe, you know, O'Donnell was mega punt, but maybe this is actually – know the guy with the bigger leg here in town now so that's gonna be my overreaction the day that our rookie punter is gonna lead the league in punting yards per per punt not overall <laughs> yeah well it's a whole unit okay we need that we need the net that's what the <laughs> special teams coach would say it's the that's net fair. that matters all right um no but i actually like speaking of special teams coordinators um richard hightower had some good things to say about trenton kill today too and why he's basically just there by himself he's proven himself to be more than a guy that can just kick. They like his attitude. And um, I do think that uh, from the punting standpoint, the Bears are in good shape. I think I'm going to amend my worst thing I saw today. We, this is two days in a row that Nick has just screwed up his board behind him. I don't know. We, we I, saw you like change someone, the date. We saw yeah. you change the date. 
Someone said, are you from the future? It's 8-6-2022. I'm like, oh, crap. I did write that. It's it's day six training camp. Well, practice six. But I guess I, I put it on, you know, the date as well. So appreciate whoever said that. Because uh, another reason <laughs> for him to get rid of that stupid thing behind him. Wow. Can't even get it right. Right. I know you're talking about that Iowa football. I totally agree. <sighs> no, we're not talking did about you, the Iowa football. You see the comments go Hawks in there, though, Adam? You see that from Matt? Appreciate no, you, Matt. I have that guy blocked. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Also, like, let's reiterate, overreactions are overreactions. Yes. I, I'm fully aware. At least I'd like to think that they would not have really punted with 39 seconds on the clock down six. I'd like to think that. I'm pretty sure that that was just part of the script, and they are like, all right, didn't get a first down. Let's get the punt out there, and they're simulating getting the punt team out there. That's what I'm hoping. Okay, and it's the end of practice, not a game. You don't actually have to run not a game, play. not a game. You don't actually have to run another play after a defensive penalty. I uh, think I would have, though. I'm not overreacting about the uh, whiteboard. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, I that's it. get it out. Oh, my God, he's going to do it right now. Oh, yeah. And put a nice photo of you look so sad behind you. It's gone now. Gone forever. Yeah. Never the whiteboard. It's done. I'll put, put a, a nice bear's pennant or something. Yeah. Get rid of that thing. Thank you. Woody Page is not going to be happy about this. Well, got to make Lawrence happy. Yeah. All right. Um, let's do this real quickly before we get to our, I want to talk a little bit about Tevin Jenkins. I want to, I want to expand a little bit on some of this offensive struggles. Cause I'm sure that that's going to be the big key of, you know, the key conversation of the day. But first we got to tell you that the best way to support us at CHGO is to download the points bet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And that's not it because if you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We will help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. If you happen to see an edge in the game you're watching, if your favorite team is primed for a comeback, or if your favorite team just stinks in the first game of every single home series, well, you don't just have to watch the game. You can bet along with it live. PointsBet is more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. You can follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now. Use promo code CHGO. What are you waiting for? It is time to elevate your live betting game. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. All right, Chicago sports fans, if you aren't a member of our CHGO family, what are you waiting for? Members will have access to all of our premium content from all of our great writers. And if you are a member, you see we have a ton of Bears coverage going on now that training camp is here. So you definitely want to tune in for that. You also get a free T-shirt of your choice when you become a member. And you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. And, of course, we have podcasts and live shows on every team every single day. Like this one right now after, you know, the Bears just practiced and put on the pass for the first time. So come join this amazing family that's constantly growing here at CHGO. 
And I want to remind you, tomorrow morning, the first Bears Things newsletter goes out. And it is free to everyone this week. Member or not, you can get it. So um, check out my Twitter account. I just posted the link again recently. So if you go to at Adam Hogue, or you can go to at CHGO underscore sports, at CHGO underscore Bears, any of those Twitter accounts, I think it'll pop up right away because I think it got retweeted across all the accounts. Anyway, the link there to sign up is right there. All you got to do is enter your email address. You will have that in your inbox tomorrow. And I got some things on Tevin Jenkins. Um, including one nugget that I think will be interesting for you guys. Ask her a couple questions uh, around on Tevin Jenkins. I think it's a it's an interesting situation. Um, and have five questions with Cole Komet coming up. A chance to sit down with Cole Komet. Um, and I think you're going to enjoy that because we we went off topic with a couple things. And um, but on topic the most is his chemistry with Justin Fields, which unfortunately, you know, I sat there and typed that whole thing up this morning right before practice. And I have to say today, <laughs> Cole Komet and Justin Fields did not look like they had a lot of chemistry. Nobody did, <laughs> to be completely honest. There were a lot of guys that it, the offense, again, was it seemed like out of sync today. But hey, still, I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading the piece on Cole Komet and what you, you guys talked about. And people better subscribe because I put a lot of work on that page, a lot of work in the back end to make sure people can get it, even if they're not a member this week. And if you are a member and then if you become a member, how do you get it twice? It's it's a headache. It's a process, but we're good. We're ready to rock and roll tomorrow. And I can't wait to load that sucker in and read it myself. I don't even understand all of it, to be honest with you. So that's why, Will, you're the man. I'm, I'm being dead serious, like trying to explain like. I'm not even gonna try to explain it. I can't. Like you do all you do all that stuff behind the scenes. It's awesome, and that's why I appreciate you. Uh, definitely the glue of this whole operation, Will Dewitt. Um, okay. And by the way, quickly, the chemistry has been there with Cole Komet and Justin Fields. One of the things I'm very optimistic about so far in camp. It just so happened that today, right after I got done writing that, it was off. Of course, it's one of those moments where you go, "Oh yeah, of course that's gonna happen." Um, hopefully, it'll be better tomorrow though. All right, let's talk about Tevin Jenkins here for a second. I'm just this this thing is still weird to me. You know, it's, it's something's something doesn't add up. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the tweet that just went out uh, a couple hours ago, actually, because it says 12:34, so pretty much kind of right after practice. He's asked by a fan, "What's going on, man? Some reports coming out that you're that are not very kind to you. Everything good?" And Tevin Jenkins said, I'm good. Don't believe everything you read. Uh, of course, there was the tweet yesterday from Ian Rappaport, joint reporting from Ian Rappaport and Will Garofalo, uh, Will Mike Garofalo. I don't know who Will Garofalo is. Um, that said that the Bears are taking calls on tr possibly trades for Tevin Jenkins. Sometimes those reports can be like, hey, by the way, uh, we – you know, we're open to taking calls on this guy. I, I still think there's something else going on here because if the Bears are just intent on trading him, this is a bizarre way to drum up interest in a guy that had back surgery. So you, you have a guy that had back questions coming into the draft last year. You trade up to get him. He then has back surgery in August. Basically misses most of the year, playing like 180 snaps, 
didn't look physically ready to play those snaps, then, okay, offseason, new year, new offense, let's get excited about this guy. couple weeks into OTAs, they move him down to the second team. So now he's been demoted, and then after just one training camp practice, he's unavailable with the head coach say he, saying he's working with trainers. So a guy with durability questions, availability questions, is working with trainers according to the head coach. I'm not a general manager, but this is not how you draw up trade interest. You do the opposite. You try to make it look like he's blossoming into a star and try to work, get that trade value up. And then you might say something like, ah, you know what? He's just not the best fit in this offense. So let's let him go somewhere where he's a better fit because he looks talented. He looks durable. He looks like he's going to break out. It's the complete opposite situation here. So I don't know if it's Tevin Jenkins that's asking for a trade and he wants out and he's the one refusing to practice. Honestly, that would make more sense given everything I just said. But I, it's just, isn't this just weird? Am I missing something here? It's just weird. Who is Tevin Jenkins to even ask for a trade if that's the case, though? Like, he, is, <laughs> he has done nothing here to warrant that kind of power. If anything, it's like, hey, bud, like, let's see it on the field and maybe we'll talk. But I don't know. I don't get it either, Adam. If the Bears would give us any information, at least we can start drawing off of that and having, you know, conversations that are a little bit more actionable about Tevin Jenkins. But all we can do is speculate here. And unfortunately, human nature is when we go to speculate, like our minds usually go to the deepest, darkest place. And you get the reports by immaturity. Uh, you know, the reports about the trade talks. I don't know. Like, personally, I would hope that Tevin Jenkins can stick and tap into that talent that we've all believed he's had since the Bears drafted him. But if you, if it's a back issue yet again, again, they're being very hushed. So I can say maybe it is. If it's a back issue again for two years in a row, man, does that just damper everyone's expectations about him. And I can easily see why fans will get soured on Tevin coaches get soured on Tevin too, because, you know, durability is sometimes the best ability and he has not shown that yet whatsoever, but yeah, I know it's my first time I got to mention it on the show, but I'm just frustrated with the situation because Nick, I told you the first day I was there, look a year ago today, we we're watching Tevin push, you know, this sled up and down a hill. And today we get to see him on the field. That's awesome. And then ever since I said that, he has not been back on the field. And it sucks. Yeah, and here's what I'll say to this. It's like if, let's say he's not dealing with the back injury because we don't know what he's dealing with at this point. If he wanted to raise his stock, wouldn't you want to see him in these padded practices where you can probably see his most his physical attributes that he was known for in college? The, the Bears didn't even wait to receive those calls or if they got him before, like before the padded practices started. Like, this would be the time and place to see if there was any stock in Tevin Jenkins going up if you were thinking of trading him. But that's obviously not the case. He's not out there on the field. He can't show what he has. And like you said on yesterday's episode, Adam, he's had one training camp practice in two years. So it's just a weird situation, however which way you look at it, and especially because we just don't know. At all we know, he's working with trainers. That's all we got. But here is the other side of it that I definitely – I don't know how you can't believe this at this point. It certainly doesn't seem like he's in the Bears' plans right now. No. So, I mean, if they're trying to trade him, it's a bizarre way of trying to trade him. Um, but, I mean, you just look at how this has played out. I know they downplayed 
the demotion in OTAs and made it seem like they were just really excited about Braxton Jones and wanted to give him a look. You don't do that in OTAs unless it's like, a to me, an every other day thing where like one guy works with the ones this day, now it's his day, now it's his day. That was a pretty calculated move based on something. And we talked about it at the time. There's no pads on. So what are they basing it on? And the only thing I could come up with is stuff going off the field, ability to pick up the offense, the playbook, because what else are you going to base it on? It's not fair to make that conclusion off of how he's blocking without pads. So it had to be stuff happening in the classroom or his mentality or something. So, um, so there's definitely something there. And... Part of it might be fitness offense. The more they saw him on the field, maybe just wasn't clicking. So clearly, I don't think that this is trending in the right direction. I'll be shocked if this suddenly takes a drastic turn of events. Um, and he's all of a sudden, you know, a starter on this team this year. It just doesn't, that's just not the direction it's going. We've been through this enough. We've seen these things develop like this before. It's just not good. And then meanwhile, they're not doing him any favors right now. You know, if it wasn't, if there wasn't something really going on here, you'd have more than him just saying, I'm good on Twitter. You'd have the Bears trying to come to his defense a little bit. And they're not. They're just kind of letting it flow out there and get taken. All the speculations running rampant. Reports are out there, you know, from the NFL network. And they're not doing anything to, to quiet that down. So I think that speaks for itself in a lot of ways. I think so, too. We talked about it during OTAs that perhaps we're trying to light a fire under him. Like, hey, maybe he's not attacking the playbook as hard as he should. Maybe he's just not showing exactly what they expected out of him from a talent perspective on the field, too, at that time. Demote him. Okay, hopefully this will piss him off. You know, come back to training camp hungry, ready to go. He'll have that playbook mastered. And maybe he came in and he was in the same exact situation, same spot. And he said, F it. Like, no, like, we're going to move on from you. Other options are here. They brought in Reef as well. And, you know, maybe they he pissed off the front office, pissed off this coaching staff, and they just said, you know, well, they're going to wash their hands. They're going to move on. Maybe that's it, too, because I can see that as a coach, as a GM. Like, you challenge someone, you put a little bit of a barrier in front of them, and instead of over, you know, overcoming it, they decided to just kind of accept it. And if he accepted that, a demotion and where he's at, then you don't want that kind of player on your team. That's not instilling any confidence in that rest of the unit. And honestly, that I don't, I wouldn't want that kind of a player as a teammate. Not saying that is the case because we don't know. But again, we get to speculate right now because they won't give us any details. Man, what is it with the Bears in second round draft picks, you guys? Like you think Anthony Ugh. Miller, Adam Shaheen, Tevin Jenkins, like the list at goes least the last regime. The the two second round picks from this year look like starters. Mm-hmm. But before that, whew. It's a, it's a doozy for sure. Now, there was a fair point brought up here by a commenter a couple minutes ago who said, when have the Bears ever replied to anything? Um, and in fairness, like, they left Tariq Cohen out to dry last year, and that was and that turned out to be nothing but him going through a lot of stuff that were completely – they could have helped him a lot more than they did. But this is a different regime, okay? So, like – uh, to me, this is a different situation. Um, this is a different regime. And I thought something was very telling yesterday, guys. 
Matt Eberflus got asked about Tevin Jenkins and said, nope, he's still working with the trainers. And then unprompted goes on to tell us that Thomas Graham Jr. is going to be out for some time and tells us that he's dealing with a hamstring. Okay, so he's teed up to basically do that same thing for Tevin Jenkins. Hey, tell us what's going on. If he's dealing with a, something, tell us what it is. Make everyone feel better about the situation that he's really working through something. He says, nope. But here's an update on a totally different player who plays on the other side of the ball just to make sure no one's questioning Thomas Graham Jr. when he's going through. Because as soon as you address it, it quiet, now everybody knows what's going on with Thomas Graham Jr. Because up until that point, they were sort of in the same bucket. Neither one of them had been seen since day one. Didn't really know what was going on. No updates. And the head coach said, here's an update on one of them. Here's definitely the opposite of an update on the other. So I thought that that was a very significant moment when you're trying to figure out how the team feels about Tevin Jenkins. Yep. It's just disappointing all the way around. Like uh, that's the only way I can cut it. Like no matter which way I try to look at this, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Fair enough. Else on Tevin Jenkins, you guys. All right. Well, we'll continue to monitor the situation. Um, and I do think you got to throw in there too, that the team signed Riley reef last week. So again, I think we said it at that time too. If you're feeling great about Tevin Jenkins and Braxton Jones, competing for that left tackle spot. You don't bring in a veteran who, you know, has started as many games as Riley reef has at left tackle. Uh, Riley reef probably doesn't sign with the bears. Wait, I got to beat out two guys who you're really excited about two young guys. Like, no, that's not how that works. By the way, though, we probably shouldn't have waited till the uh, 34th minute of the pro podcast to bring this up i thought it was very interesting today though that riley reef was playing right tackle rotating with larry borum and it sure looked like braxton jones was getting all the reps with the first team at left tackle no that was that was what was happening today's practice and we got to speak to braxton jones um after the practice but i was monitoring to see well how's he how's he holding up now that the pads are on, we've seen him all through OTAs, being at that left tackle position. And for the most part, you guys, I thought Braxton Jones did a pretty good job. There was one rep where Robert Quinn did beat him. He beat him around the edge, and, you know, had this been a an actual game situation, Robert Quinn probably would have gone to the quarterback. But for the most part, for a guy that's now seeing what football is actually like with the pads on, I think he's holding his own. And, you know, we joked earlier steal the draft but hey he's he's doing a pretty good job so far maybe we have multiple steals of the draft don't forget Taquan brisker self-proclaimed to steal the draft but with braxton jones too like even like post-practice when he was talking to us like mentioning that like he's leaning on riley reef a little bit you know picking his brain and reese even you know unsolicited giving him some feedback too so i really like that kind of atmosphere you know the collaboration even though there is a competition at these spots like hey i'm gonna help out this young guy he doesn't even have to ask me a question like if i see something i'm gonna let him know so he can go ahead and fix it that's what good teammates do and on top of that too just mentioning like his mindset overall like you know i'm here to play but i'm also here just to get one percent better every day and that's a mindset that i try to adopt you know if you can do one percent better every day Give it one year. That's 365% better than you were on January 1st. So, yeah, good mindset, good kid. Interesting that, like you said, Reef was over at right tackle. 
Braxton's at left. We'll see if that kind of holds true tomorrow or if they're just kind of tinkering out a bit. But he didn't seem out of place. And we've been saying it since OTAs. Like, we have to wait for the pads to come on before we can draw any conclusion on Braxton Jones. And I think day one, Nick, you said it. I think, by and large, he passed the test. I mean, a couple of spots here and there that he didn't have, like, a perfect rep. But it wasn't like it was a complete Achilles heel over there on that left side. Yeah, and even in one-on-ones, I thought he did okay. Um, there was one rep against Al-Qadi Muhammad who just continues to look impressive to me, um, where Al-Qadi definitely won the rep, but Jones was able to slow him up, slow him up en- enough that maybe in a game situation, a quarterback like Justin Fields could still um, get away. So... You know, we'll continue to watch that. I think also, you know, the first day of practice, granted it was just one day, Tevin Jenkins kind of looked like the number one candidate to potentially be the swing tackle. Well, if he's not around, if you're really going to try to trade him, who's the swing tackle? And I would say best case scenario is Braxton Jones does enough to win that job. Where you're feeling like, yeah, we can trust this guy to start week one. I'm not saying that's the most likely scenario, but if he wins that job for the future, that is the best case scenario. And on the right side, Larry Borum does the same thing, and he wins that right tackle job. And all of a sudden, Riley Reef is your swing tackle. That's the best case scenario for the future of the Bears. Again, I'm not saying most likely, but perhaps today seeing, and maybe we'll continue to see the Bears do this, I'm interested to see what it looks like tomorrow. Do they... Rotate Riley Reef back at the left side. Well, that's actually a, a to me makes a lot of sense because you're you have a guy who can play left and right, then you have a promising tackle prospect at each spot. So if you switch off days where they're rotating with Riley Reef, you're kind of preparing yourself for a lot of different scenarios, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I think at this time, like obviously it's the first day of pads, like see what works best. And that's what the bears have been doing continuously having offensive linemen in and out, but you know, they could be in a lot worse situations, especially because they have such young guys emerging, which they did not. I don't think we, any of us expected, you know, a lot of these guys to be in the starting lineup so fast, but now that that kind of plays into what the bears want to do with some of these veterans that they just acquired. So good situation to be in, but I'm curious to see what this lineup looks like tomorrow. And I appreciate the approach because you did have them starting all throughout those OTAs and training camp before the pads came on. So at least give them a shot here day one with the pads over there at the left side before you, you know, make any other, you know, assumptions or presumptions about his capability versus a Riley Reef. And, you know, there's a lot of, I think, benefits of the approach that they went with today, as we've all three highlighted. Uh, but to me, just you know, following through with that, I think says a lot too. like, all right, we've seen them, we projected them. Now let's actually see it day one with those pads on and uh, we'll see how they evaluate him after the fact. And if it changes anything for tomorrow. All right. You know what I can really go for right now, Nick? Ooh, I think I, I think I may have an idea there, Adam. Is yeah. it a, is it a Owen protein shake, which I had today? Mm. Should have brought you one, but I, I forgot. Once again, um, but like every day, every day, you know, I had other, I took off the tape. So that's what I was preoccupied with, but for those for our listeners that baking don't an know injury what Owen is, yes, that's that's what I'm doing. But Owen, what what is Owen? If you're wondering, it stands for only what you need. This brand is a 100% plant based protein company that gives you high quality 
and carefully select the ingredients to keep you functioning throughout your entire workday and especially after an intense workout. In these protein shakes, you get your vegan omega-3s, your Korean superfoods like broccoli, kale, and spinach, and all these amazing greens reinforce what Owen stands for, only what you need. I've been using Owen for the last two years. We take it here at the CHGO Bears Podcast. It's CHGO. I just need to bring them to House Hall, and then we can all share one. But we all heard from Owen in the first place from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who does follow a plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. When you use the code CHGO20, you get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. Again, that is 20% off with the code CHGO20 at liveowen.com. So join us here at CHGO and Justin Fields and try Owen only what you need. And uh, real quick, before we get back to breaking down today's Bears camp, I just want to let you know, if you haven't joined the CHGO family yet and you know, kind of got closer to all three of us here on the show and all the other personalities that we have covering each team here in Chicago, like what are you waiting for? We come up with so much great content, you know, on the website. We do these live podcasts every single day. We're getting close, like a week and a half away from our first, like, actual post-game show of the season. It's a preseason one, but I'm sure we're going to need some preseason practice uh, with that flow as well. And I just want to say, like, there's just so many great benefits you can get into. Uh, we use the app Discord for, like, a community chat kind of deal where every person who's a member of the show family can jump in there, uh, talk with us. And it's a little bit more private than Twitter as well. We have some great merchandise. Becoming a member, you get some uh, weekly deals on all those merch as well. You get free emails from us as a member. You get some as well as a free person, but join the membership. You get a little bit more in the email as well, like Adam Hoag's Bears things each and every week. Today's the, This week's the only one uh, where you're going to get it free. But so many great benefits uh, becoming a member. And really, it's like half the cost of Netflix per month. It may be even less than half now because Netflix keeps raising their prices. Uh, and on top of that, you get to support local journalists like the three of us here covering the Chicago Bears. Uh, without you, you know, there wouldn't be a CHGO Bears. So we would appreciate uh, if you having it to join our family. Just head over to allchgo.com today. Uh, join the family, hop in that Discord, and if you join that, I'll make sure to be the first person to say hello once you enter that Bears chat. Love it, love it. We're all going to continue to do more uh, as we, you know, some planned Discord events and conversations, and uh, really excited. That's one of the many things we're excited about here, uh, and I'm excited about that newsletter coming out tomorrow. I think Me it's too. a good format for it and appreciate all the work you've been putting in on it, Will. And Kevin Kaduck as well. Got a good team all bringing you this stuff. So make sure you're supporting us at CHGO um, in ways beyond just the show. But we always appreciate that you're here. Hit that like button if you're enjoying what's going on. Um, you know, I think we need to figure out some way to do, I don't know, a poll on the whiteboard. A lot of comments about the whiteboard in this in this episode. I don't feel like we should just leave this up to Lawrence. No. <laughs> they will never come back. That's, but yeah. the chat I wants mean, there's it back. so many people talking about the whiteboard. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I didn't think it would be a bit. but <laughs> I think that what you should do is bring the whiteboard back tomorrow. And from here on out, the comment on the whiteboard needs to be about Lawrence every day. Ooh, like I mean, his ping pong skills. What are you going to say? Wow. I don't think. Did you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I heard your ping pong skills. Yeah, he was just ignoring it. He was just. Ignoring yeah, it. I mean, I don't know. Tough. Well, the first game was bad. Second one, we went to OT. I don't know. You no, know, you're you're really good. Getting close. 
Uh, should we empty out the notebook and then get to some yeah. questions here? I yeah. think uh, a couple things I just want to bring up. Uh, I'll be honest, like before today, I have not been impressed with the wide receivers that much. Um, but I thought today was actually a solid day for the wide receivers. Despite all that disconnect towards the end of practice, like they won a lot of the one-on-ones. I thought Valus Jones had a really good catch on the sideline today. Um, we mentioned the Ryan Griffin play. Uh, he had a couple nice plays. I thought uh, Dante Pettis flashed for me today. Finally, uh, David Moore even had a play that I noted. Almost forgot he was not even on the team. Um, so one, this is one of the things that you can get in my Bear Things newsletter tomorrow. I actually did a power rankings on the wide receivers because this is just a grab bag. It's like, I, I, I'm not sure I can remember a position room going into training camp that was this up in the air across the board with the exception, obviously, of Darnell Mooney. Like, it is Darnell Mooney, and then everyone else is just... I feel like it could be any combination. Like, Valence Jones Jr. is going to make the team, obviously, because he's a draft pick. And he's good. I would say it's very likely Byron Pringle makes the team because they paid him a little bit more money than everyone else. But even, like, in that case, it's just $5 million. Not like they gave him this crazy wide receiver money this year. So beyond those two guys, the last three-ish spots... Totally up for grabs in my mind. Yeah, no, no doubt. Well, what do you got in the notebook? I know you were taking a bunch of notes. I was next to you during practice and you're going away. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I do. I'm just kind of coming through them myself. Uh, sticking with receivers, Daz Newsom, remember that impressive sliding catch that he had right in front of us, Nick? Uh, mm-hmm. He fought through the DPI and was able to kind of corral it over the pylon, but also keep both feeds inbound as he was falling down. That was a really impressive catch from Daz Newsom, a player that, as Adam said, it's all up for grabs. And I think that's a player that a lot of people are forgetting about is on this roster. Uh, I know coming into the season, uh, I thought he was one of the odd men out, but keep making plays like that. And he can definitely turn some heads and maybe change that narrative uh, a little bit. Uh, other than that, there's that really deep throw that we saw from Justin Fields over the middle to Byron Pringle, uh, where Pringle's mm-hmm. able to catch that one and stride in between some traffic and keep that chugging along for a really good game. Uh, we mentioned the Tress and Ebner. We mentioned red zone struggles, end zone, uh, or sorry, goal line work getting into the end zone was something that was real easy. But outside of that, uh, no, I was talking about, let's see, Trenton Gill. Uh, so we did make sure that was updated. No, I don't think I have any other further things, but I think we've actually uh, did a pretty good job recapping uh, what we saw here today. I'm sure, Nick, you have a few more notes that I haven't hit on. Yeah, a couple of them. Speaking of the wide receivers, I thought Nikhil Harry actually did a pretty decent job in one-on-ones. There was one rep where he was lined up against Kyler Gordon and used a 6-5 frame. Went over the top of him, was able to catch a touchdown in the end zone, so it was nice to kind of see that from Nikhil Harry. I know we mentioned that Fields missed him on a wide-open play. A couple of plays later, came real very exact spot in that end zone was able to catch a touchdown there and then adam you mentioned alquandi muhammad he has been showing up especially these last two practices and just getting after usually justin fields but he's he's really showing again what he's capable of and honestly at this point i think at these last two practices at least more than travis gibson in my in my opinion so far but I, I want to see how that continues because those are the two that are battling for that opposite end other than, you know, Robert Quinn. So 
Alquandi Muhammad, he's shown some flashes. I got one more, just real quick. And I don't think I even have to look through my notes to uh, remember this. And I can just say it every time I'm on this show after Bears practice. But Jaquan Brisker com- continues yeah. to make plays on the football. I mean, each and every practice, whether it's a PBU, interception, like this dude is a ball magnet. Uh, I know he said turnovers were in his DNA coming out in the draft. And by golly, do I believe him? Uh, the more I watch him, the more excited I get about his potential, whether it's him playing zone, playing back, or I love when he drops into the box. And whether it's in the slot or he's bouncing outside, his man coverage skills are really good. Uh, so this is a player that's super versatile, can help this Bears defense in a lot of ways, and probably the most importantly and most impactful way uh, is going to be either you know coming away at the interception or knocking that ball up in the air. There were a few times today where the Bears defense were able to get it up uh, didn't come away with the interception, but that continues to be a theme uh, with this secondary, primarily Jaquan Brisker, just continuing to make plays on the ball. Super impressive kid. Yeah, I um, hinted at this earlier, the sort of the disconnect between Justin Fields and Cole Komet today. That was really just today. It's been the opposite for most of camp in my mind, but a lot of the throws I thought for a guy who's really big and you could throw it up here and let him go get it, Fields kept throwing it lower. Um, and that was leading to a lot of passes getting easily knocked away by the defense. There was one one-on-one, though, where the ball was higher. And Jaquan Brisker went up there and knocked it down on Cole Komet. And that was a really impressive play, I thought. So that showed some of the um, skills that he has in, in man coverage, as you were talking about, Will. So a quick question. You can tell me if I'm blowing this up proportion or not. These are professional football players, but I feel like with an offense, particularly you could see some of this quote rust a bit when you put the pads back on with like receivers and quarterbacks, because that range of motion is a little bit different with the shoulder pads on compared to it being off. And it's been, uh, I'm assuming if they don't put pads on all off season, like the last time these guys actually had shoulder pads on was, you know, the week 17 week 18 game last year. So I feel like that could take, a little bit of getting used to from my experience, but again, these are professionals, so it's probably not as steep as a curve, but I feel like that could lead into some of it. Yeah, I think so. I, I think there's probably always an adjustment period um, when the pads go on. So, you know what? It's our job to break these practices down every week, but it's also important not to make like, you know, final conclusions. We can adjust every single day and, and, and stack the practices, right? And But that's one thing. If you've been watching, if you've been here every single day with us, we keep talking about Jaquan Brisker in a positive light every mm-hmm. single day. There's like there really hasn't been a day where we've been like, oh, he didn't have a good day. So um, that should be very, very encouraging, I think, for Bears fans. All right, we got about nine minutes left before we're out of here. Let's talk about uh, well, whatever you guys want to talk about. Well, how about we quickly uh, just bring up a couple of moves? Bears PR just tweeted out. Uh, Michael Joseph and Tajay Sharp have been removed from the non-football injury list. All right. Cool. See you tomorrow. Right. Giddy up. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want me to do some questions? I don't know. Do I, do do I need to move? I, I had uh, Tajay Sharp dead last on my wide receiver power rankings because he hasn't practiced yet. And now. Makes sense. Here I guess is. that's still accurate, though, in the morning when the column comes out. Yes. All right, let's get the questions. Uh, well, first off, uh, Shiv. I don't know if that's Shiv from Succession. Probably not. Y'all's training camp coverage is immaculate. Thanks, you three. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Very, very yes. much. On there. Uh, now, Tell your friends see. about it. Seriously. Yeah. Word of mouth, yeah. baby. Smash mm-hmm. that like button. 
Uh, let's start with an easy one. I will be at camp tomorrow, says Ben's place. Is Nicholas approachable for an autograph? I've tried. He always tells me no, so proceed with Ooh, caution. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I'm just Especially kidding. with that wrist. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't write with my left hand, so actually my signature looks like I do. It's that crappy, but of course. Okay. Uh, all right. Now, uh, let's get to some questions here. Jordan Webster. Obviously, as a unit, the O-line is in shambles. But can you give us an idea of how some of the guys have looked individually? Braxton, Reef, and Big Larry. I feel like we kind of talked about that. I did. I started this one earlier. We could probably move on from this, right? Do you have anything else? Yeah. I, you know what? There was a question about Cody Whitehair earlier. So I know that's not one of the names brought up right here. But I just wanted to say, I, like, Cody's been just rock solid to me so far in camp. Um, I've been encouraged because he's kind of needs to have a bounce back season. Last year was not his best. And especially with the pads going on today, like, he just... Every single rap I watched of his was good. All right. Uh, e. Chong says, I'll be at training camp tomorrow for the first time. What time do you guys think would be a good time to go? 10 o'clock because practice starts at 10. But if you have a family or some, you know, f other friends that you're there with when we do festivities, they do have like a VR headset you can kind of tinker with, some other small other activities that you can do. But if yeah. you're wanting just practice specifically, now, 10 is when it starts. Maybe get there at 9.30 if you want a good seat. Although I will say this. There were plenty of seats available today. Uh, and I yeah. think tomorrow will be the same with it being a weekday. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what the attendance was today. It looked like there's only like a few hundred people, to be honest with you. We didn't get the um, question, but you're Mr. Energy. What was the energy level today? I think for the fans that were there, the energy was fine. But I can't mm -hmm. tell you about, you know, I you know the energy level of the empty bleachers. You know, other than the solar energy literally bouncing off those empty bleachers, which is pretty intense. Um, what I was going to say, though, to seriously answer that question, the first, what, guys, 20 minutes, mostly stretching, a little bit of special teams, which I always recommend being there for, but, you know, everybody's different. Um, my point is, if you get there even closer to 10 you're probably still going to have time to check out the stuff in the parking lot, still get over and get a pretty decent seat to, to watch the team periods, which is what you're going to want to see. Wouldn't be surprised if they're back on the backfields tomorrow. I don't know. They've been on the uh, closer fields the last two days. Uh, all right. One to 32 says a Curry DPU. Where do you rank this O line in the league? Ooh, look at oh next face. Uh, I mean, got to be bottom five. I I, I mean, yeah. I have to look at some of the other old lines, but like that's just based off who's out there. The road, they're still rotating guys in and out. That's where I'm just saying, you know, I'll stop my head. But with Lucas Patrick being hurt right now too, like, yeah, yeah. it's, I, I'm more optimistic with Lucas Patrick in there. I think it can be better, but. With him not, not in there right now, it's tough to say anything other than bottom five. Eesh. Yeah, I saw a few bad snaps today, too, from I think Mustafer was out there uh, with it. I know the guy next to Nick and I said it was Doug Kramer, but I saw 67 out there. So I'm going to just trust my gut and say it was Sam. All right. Uh, Andy Bocanegra says, if you had to rank the offensive position groups from least to most worried, how would you rank them? O-line, tight end, running back, wide receiver, QB. Eesh. Uh, least worried about running, running back. back. Mm -hmm. Second, then I would actually mm -hmm. still say quarterback here. 
Um, yeah, even though Justin, it's been baby. a little shaky, but I'd still put quarterback next, then tight end, mm-hmm. um, then wide receiver, then O line, then O line. Yep. Can. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Uh, let's see. What about uh, this one from CJ? I need a status update on Travis Gibson. There's a lot of talk about him before minicamp, but I haven't heard his name much at all. How is he doing so far? Like I was saying earlier, um, I mean, yes, he's had some plays where he's applied pressure, but I feel like these past two days especially, I've just seen more Al-Kwani Muhammad make those, those splash plays that would be sacks if this was an actual game-like scenario. But... Yeah, I'm curious to see what what Travis can do tomorrow because I feel like like with the CJ here, he's been a little quiet. I yeah, it's going to sound weird. There's been so many plays where like four guys all bust through the line True. at the same time mm-hmm. that it's like hard to identify who's <laughs> like who's actually making the play without looking going back and looking at the tape. Yeah, which we can't point. do. No. Uh, okay. How about this from TJ? How many guys with the last name Jones will start for the Bears this year? Oh, <laughs> good question. Yeah, there are currently four Braxton, on the roster: Braxton, Valus, uh, Jalen, Justin, and, and Justin. Wait, there's a Jalen Jones. Uh, Jalen Jones, number thirty-five, defensive back. I didn't know who the hell that was. He's a rookie. Well, he's a bear or not a bear. Yeah, that would have been a great one. Oh. We have a bear in Jalen Jones. He is 5'11", 190. Rookie out of Ole Miss. Wow, you would you guys would have got me with that one. You would have got me with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the same thing. I was like, I can only name three of them. Who's the yeah, fourth? Yeah. How many of these guys will actually start a game this year? Uh, Three. Three, I think three. Mm-hmm. If I right. had to lean towards it, I think at some point Braxton Jones is starting based on how they're using them, even if it's not week one. All right, good question from TJ. All right, uh, Turtle, five on. Turtle son, whatever. Uh, for a first home Bears game, which game would you go to? I need a suggestion. Maybe Texans? Be the fighting lovies? <laughs> I think if you want to see a win, that's a great, great choice. In terms of like looking at the schedule and yeah. my vote's the opener, chances. my vote's the opener. You get you get the hype of it being the first game of the season. Okay, the Bears won't have a losing record. I can guarantee you that going into the game. All right, you get Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Okay, you get Robbie Gold coming back, probably scoring all the 49ers points in the game. So you got that going <laughs> for you. It's probably uh, ninety degrees. You're guaranteed. Yeah, I guess that's like. So I run. I I like warmer weather. So I'd much rather go to a, the first game of the year than a game in December. Um, but it's still September 11th. Like, you, it should be a nice day. I I would vote for the first game. You're comfortable tailgating. It's a good matchup. The offenses are similar. The Bears are trying to run basically the 49ers scheme and some iteration of it. I love the storylines in that first game. So that's my vote. If you don't want to get heartbroken and don't and knowing that the Bears will maybe lose, go Chiefs Bears preseason. You'll see Justin Fields, maybe. You don't they're gonna be cheaper tickets. And you guess what? You can like exit out of the second quarter once all the stars are out and be like, hey. Now I'm in Chicago and you have the rest of your day. So if you don't want to be heartbroken, want to waste your money, you still want to see Justin Fields, 
boom, Chiefs at Bears. And, oh, wait, that guy that coached the Bears last year, he'll be there too. It sucks that the Bears and Chiefs aren't practicing against each other next week. I know. Oh, my God, the storylines would have been so good. Mm. Matt Nagy returns to Chicago already, which I guess technically he's doing for the game. But to see him out there in practice, Patrick Mahomes at House Hall, finally. Oh, God. That would have been something. That would have been something. Now now I'm mad that they're not there. Mm. Ryan Poles against his old team. Yeah. Would have been good. All right, next question is from Lawrence. Why is Nick still holding that uh, tape in his hand? Just throw it on the floor, man. It's been like 20 minutes. What are you doing? Oh, I I already threw the board on the floor. Like, I'm going to throw everything on the floor now. Uh, Next up, this is from Justin Morris. Aloha from Hawaii. Uh, you guys keep me updated. We don't get a lot of Bears news out here. Keep up the great work. Ugh. Thanks, I Justin. I wish I was covering Bears training camp from Hawaii. <laughs> Shout out to Quicksilver surfing. Okay. Um, next up, uh, this <laughs> okay. is from Chris Baker. Nick, what's the best place to get a drink in Iowa City? Ooh, I have thoughts. Oh, uh, man, I, I don't know. Was El Patron where you were at? Uh, oh no, that's a little newer. But every time I went, those margaritas were El Patron's fire. on uh, Fullerton here in. Uh, I I only knew it from an Iowa City thing, and then I saw uh, it there. Yeah, but that I was personally, always good. Would, I was. I would say the Deadwood, always a classic. Oh, is it still I, there? I, I'm very old. I don't know. It it is, but we never would. It's yeah. You don't Deadwood. seem like the type, but <laughs> or the hipster type like me. Will Will, are you as bored of this conversation as I am? Yeah. Can I address the homeless questions I've seen? Uh, I, can. I didn't I didn't star that one, but sure. Let's I've talk said, it's about it. It's been like Will's five times now. Him. And I'm like, I am not homeless. The, I, I'm at Nick's house because I live four and a half hours away. We have to do this pot at two o'clock and I'm not driving mm, another 300 miles back. I was, yeah. I've been up since three in the morning. This dedication, maybe slightly so insanity, but I'm going to say dedication. Is someone yeah. asking if the Matt Nagy account is fake or not? No, Matt Nagy, he comes here every day and is really in the comments. Oh, well, it makes there? sense. He has like the most pointless job in the NFL now, coaching Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's, that's <laughs> not a job. Yes, that's Patrick, not, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. That looks great. That's all he has to say every day. Uh, all right. I got nothing else except for this one for Adam. Uh, Roseland Survivor says, big fan of the show. My question is for Adam. How are you guys looking at Mount Carmel this year? Uh, appreciate the question. I don't coach at Mount Carmel. Who you co- Mount Carmel's in the city. I coach at Carmel Catholic, different school. Yes. Carmel course. But, hey, uh, I understand that's not the point of your question, and I appreciate the question, and we are um, – I'm excited about the season. I'll say that. We're continuing to, to turn things around a little bit, and I am excited to get going here. Training camp starts next week. Um, okay. Well, yes, I forgot that it was, I don't know why I thought Mount, I should have even bothered with that one. Uh, well, you didn't write the question. Yeah, I know, but I probably should have known that. Oh, wait, that happens that all one. the time. It is totally okay. Caramel uh, Mount. Yeah. Um, that's all. That's all I got. Okay. Got anything? No, Adam no. was making me wish I can go back to coaching. Like I enjoyed that too. It's sort of a good feeling. Like, and you see the kids after the fact or out in public and it's, it's a great way to be involved with your community and coach some football. And damn, thanks, Adam. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Question. Now I want to go back through my playbook and look at all these plays yeah. that did or did not work. It's the latter. 
Um, I can tell you about a fake punt last year that definitely did not work. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that offline. Uh, I'm actually very interested about that. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, whoever drew that one up. Oof. Oof. <laughs> it, was, it was me. No way. All right, uh, we're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. Pad's back on tomorrow. The three of us will will be there for it. Uh, looking forward to it. There might to be some weather. Hopefully, the Bears can dodge that so we don't have to go inside to the bubble. Um, it's supposed to be a hot day tomorrow, too. So, hey, no fights today. Mm. Not yet. What are we waiting for? Not yet. No, no fights today. So we'll see if something changes tomorrow. All right, follow us on Twitter. Make sure, Hey, go check. If you want the newsletter tomorrow. Go find it on Twitter right now at Adam Hogue at CHGO underscore sports underscore bears. The link's all there for you. Follow Nick at Nicholas Moriano, Will at Will DeWitt. The L's are ones. We'll be back tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Talk to you then.